Hello and welcome to Making Connections, our series of podcasts with industry leaders uh, discussing the IT challenges and opportunities facing organisations today. My name is Nick Lazell, Customer Success Director at Telehouse Europe, and I'm going to be the host for your show. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Sue Daly. Hi, Nick. How are you? So I'm Sue Daly. I'm Director of Technology and Innovation at Tech UK. And Tech UK is the trade association for the UK tech sector as a whole. But it's really great to be here. Also with me today is Osgur Dusgunoglu. Hi, Nick. It's Osgur Dusgunoglu here from Tedars UK. I am Head of Engineering and Design. Together today, we'll be discussing the connection between artificial intelligence, AI, the innovation and efficiencies, and the role that AI and ML, machine learning, play in driving innovation forward and improving efficiencies across many IT areas for both enterprises and data center operators. So, Sue, let's start from the beginning. And for my benefit, and maybe that of the wider audience, what are the differences or can they be used? Or is it the same thing, AI and ML? That's a really good question to start, but a really important one, Nick. So it's really important to get our distinctions and our definitions right. And there are many definitions out there in terms of what is AI and what is ML. So I'm very happy to, to offer mine. I'm sure your listeners may have theirs. AI, artificial intelligence, it's a branch of computer science, and it's really concerned with building computers or machines that are capable of performing tasks that mimic human behavior. So things like speech recognition, image recognition, natural language processing, decision-making in the same way that a human would. But when we look at ML, which is a subset of AI, so they're not different, but they're part of the same family, as it were. So machine learning is a subset of AI, and it's really focused on using huge amounts of data and using an algorithm, so rules to do a process or to find a solution to a problem that imitates the way humans learn and and it can improve its accuracy as it goes. So it's a technique that helps machines sift through huge amounts of data and can find patterns or solutions to a problem that's being asked to do over time. And it can be used machine learning in things that you know you and I know and love every day. So things like email spam detection will be using machine learning or even credit card fraud detection will be using machine learning because it's sifting through huge amounts of data to find those patterns very much part of the same family, but machine learning as a subset of AI. That's great. Sue, thanks. Very clear for me. Sue, I guess uh, my next question is going to be um, around how these technologies, AI and ML, can help drive innovation and improve efficiency in organisations. That's a good question as well, because I think that's really where the conversation is right now. When I talk to industry leaders and business leaders about their understanding or their thinking about what AI means for them. And I think where we see opportunities for businesses to use AI to drive innovation and really also efficiency, that's a really key word right now, right? Is, is efficiency. So it's using AI and machine learning to see where businesses can automate processes, perhaps where it's a manual process that it takes time, you know, how could machine learning and AI help to automate that process to support workers? So it's very much working with the workforce, augmenting the workforce to really cut out that manual task and help workers to focus on more value added productivity focused tasks. The other area I think businesses are looking at it, particularly in terms of innovation, is coming up with new availability of personalized, high quality, enhanced products and services that we're all probably really screaming out for right now now? And how can organizations then deliver those to their customers that can help bring new innovations to their sectors and industries? 
So that's really key, I think, understanding what AI and machine learning can do for the organization rather than maybe just taking a blanket decision that we are going to use AI, we are going to use ML. What actually is the use case? What is it going to do for my business? What is it going to do for the consumers of my products or services? Great. Thanks, Sue. And are there any uh, particular sectors that may be more advanced in the utilization of AI and ML? There are a few that that always get mentioned. I'm sure your listeners have heard a lot about financial services, the way that financial services organizations are using AI. I mean, transport is another area that particularly machine learning and AI is being used for. Healthcare as well. You know, we're seeing quite a lot of really great initiatives out there around not just things like using AI machine learning for looking at scans and cancer detection, but also the discovery of drugs and improving the discovery of clinical trialing of drugs. So a lot of clinical trials fail because the drug fail, but actually it's looking at how the AI and ML can drive more efficiencies in the drug discovery phase so that you mean that the clinical trials don't fail. So precision medicine is really exciting one to check out and look into. But I think machine learning and ML in financial services and transport, healthcare are really key sectors and industries. Ones perhaps, Nick, that aren't developing as fast, uh, manufacturing um, definitely an area where, you know, there's more digital transformation happening and artificial intelligence can help there. I think also particularly in, in certain parts of retail as well, there is some really great case studies out there. But generally, we need to see more of those industries and sectors. Hospitality as well is an area that AI and machine learning isn't really being used a lot right now, but could be going forward. Great. Thanks, Sue. And Oscar, I think it'd be interesting to hear from you about maybe some of the challenges and barriers to organisations. Sue touched on uh, some sectors have taken up AI and ML more than others. What do you see as some of the barriers and obstacles and how can these uh, industries overcome them? I think our main challenges here is increased data traffic. It means that you will need big enough infrastructure to hold this data and process this data. It means that IT power inevitably it will go up. At the moment, we are saying an IT rack sizes from two kilowatt to four or five kilowatt. Um, but in, in coming days, we'll be seeing that size is increasing and then new customers coming up with the much higher density demands, which we are seeing IT demands going up from two kilowatt to 20 kilowatt. And in the near future, that may go out much, much higher. It means that we will need to upgrade our IT infrastructure and power infrastructure and cooling infrastructure can support that demand. I think that is our biggest challenge at the moment. And that's really interesting, right from the core layer of uh, hosting the infrastructure that's able to run and operate and process AI and, and machine learning and all of the huge amount of associated data with it. It's absolutely key to get that infrastructure right and capable of handling that. And Sue, from your perspective, then any barriers and challenges uh, around adoption of these technologies organisations are facing? I'd start with data as well, perhaps from a different point of view. It's just access to data that you need to run your algorithm, you need to run your, your AI training models. So lack of high quality data, particularly data quality is becoming a really, really important thing is, is definitely part of the conversation around what's 
holding the organizations back from using AI. I think the other one I would highlight is something we hear, particularly from SMEs, is around lack of talent, lack of AI skills within their organization or people that they're trying to bring into their organizations. You know, we know we have a digital skills gap in the UK and AI is an area that, you know, we're crying out for more people, more skills, more talent to help organizations realize the benefits of these technologies and and it talent or access to talent is a big challenge right now, I think, for our industry and our sector. And it, it's definitely one where there's a lot of great work happening. There's a lot of initiatives happening, particularly in government driving, you know, AI PhDs and conversion courses and bringing more super brilliant people into this industry. But what we hear is that companies and organizations need those skills now to make the most of AI. So it's definitely a challenge. And I understand there's a national AI strategy that's been developed. Is is the strategy going to address some of those issues? Indeed. So skills is a key pillar of the national AI strategy. So the national AI strategy was published this time last year by the UK government's office for AI. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And it's really a 10 year vision and strategy for how the UK is going to you know, really grasp the opportunities of AI and develop and adopt and deploy AI across all sectors and industries, across the public sector and private sector. And how do we get it right? And things like Getting it right from a skills point of view is definitely part of that vision. How do we get it right from a public trust and confidence? So how do we get AI right from an ethical and responsible and social point of view? And there's a lot more in there in terms of how do we encourage greater development of the AI industry here in the UK, but also greater adoption and use of AI across all industries and sectors. So it's definitely a key document to check out. And uh, I think that will be very confidence inspiring as well, understanding that there is a national strategy around it. Businesses, organisations, you know, are much more likely to buy in, I guess, than to the technology if it's supported by the national AI strategy. And Osgar, how can data centres utilise this technology? Obviously, we've discussed a lot around AI and machine learning and how that can innovate and hopefully uh, create efficiency. It's a very key topic in the data centre world at the moment. Your thoughts on that? At the moment, data centers are not using AI to its fullest extent, but there's a huge amount of growing and need to develop this high-efficient design and high-efficient operation of the data center. Imagine that we are running the data centers in different locations, Asia-Pacific, in Europe. In Europe, is in multiple different locations, London, Paris, Frankfurt. To run all this site efficiently, we will need to look at the data. We get data is available. We get huge amount of sensors, temperature sensors, humidity sensors, energy meter, flow meters in different locations. And also that we get IT load tracking softwares, which is footprint softwares available as well. But we need to look at this data and make a decision to run our data center in an efficient way. And to do this, we will need machine learning. And, and if the machine learning is, is there, it means that we will be running our data center in a way that it will give us the best efficiencies. That's best efficiencies means we'll be using less amount of power, less amount of cooling. It means that we'll be creating less amount of carbon emission. Again, I think in a long-term plan in our industry, be using this sort of uh, data from the machine learning, and we will need to create infrastructure to support that and to use that in a way that we will run our data center highly efficiently. 
And with the large amounts of data acquired by machine learning or to be processed by machine learning, it ramps up even more the requirement for, for the infrastructure that supports it to be more efficient. And we're all, of course, all aware of the uh, environmental impacts of data as a whole. So looking at all of those areas, creating efficiency in those areas, I think is a really positive step. One thing that often stands in the way of new technology adoption amongst enterprises and business is security. And so, Sue, can we leverage, can we utilize AI to improve security and particularly cyber security? Yes, I think important to remember that the cyber security industry has probably been using machine learning and these technologies for quite some time in terms of, as I mentioned, you know, email spam detection, working on algorithms to find patterns to stop attacks. But definitely AI is ideally suited to solving some of the most challenging issues that we're facing in cybersecurity today. I mean, we know that the online threat environment continues to evolve and we have to find a way of keeping ahead of it. And AI can definitely be used to help automate threat detection, respond more efficiently and more effectively to attacks, you know, perhaps working alongside traditional, you know, software driven approaches. But I think also artificial intelligence can help the cybersecurity professional themselves to identify and prioritize risks to spot malware or to spot incidents on the network, on the systems and guide them in terms of what's the most important ones they need to be caring about, you know, amongst the noise. Guiding incident response and detection of intrusions before events even start, I think is definitely somewhere that AI can help in the cybersecurity industry and the continual fight against the online threat environment. And Oscar, do you have a view on uh, cybersecurity and, and the use of AI to help us overcome some of these security challenges today? I think the main uh, services we provide to our customers, we are saying that we will be giving you a, a data center space, secure space. Security means is a physical security, also that um, online security. We will need to support 24 hours power, water and cooling to our customer. And at the moment, we are seeing that um, cyber threat is increasing. Uh, last few months, especially uh, after the war in Ukraine, uh, to eliminate this, we will need, as Sue said, we will need a skill set. Lack of skill set means we will need a machine learning AI to help us to remove that low-level risk which we are facing daily. If we can use that, it will help our data center run it efficiently in a way that we will supply services to our customer all the time. Most of our customers here is a critical customers, which is their hyperscale customer, and also that they are maybe government organization, and they will need to run their services 24 hours. Again, we will need AI to help us to remove that low-level risk from our data center. So, Sue, further to the previous conversations, I guess, in conclusion, how can this increase the operational efficiency? Oscar's talked about it from the data center perspective. We think that AI and machine learning can help businesses generally improve their efficiency. How can it accelerate innovation initiatives? Is, is AI the silver bullet? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not a silver bullet and it's definitely not um, magic. I get asked that question a lot as well. Is it magic? It's not. It is a very powerful technology and it's a very powerful branch of computer science that, as we've talked about, I think all of us have talked about the the opportunities for organisations, not just the data centre industry itself, but every industry and every sector that could be using these technologies. 
But yes, I would say it's not a silver bullet in that way of don't think about just AI on its own. I think particularly when we're talking about innovation and unlocking innovation, it's increasingly how AI can be part of that digital ecosystem, perhaps that can find solutions to problems and then to help provide innovative ways of solving those problems that could then develop products and services that can be helpful to customers as well as the wider community. But it's not just AI on its own, it's AI working alongside data center industry, cloud computing industry. I mean, technologies like blockchain, AR, VR, you know, kind of 5G, IoT. It's even quantum we're talking about now, how quantum and AI could work together all the way up to, you know, the metaverse and web 3.0 and beyond. It's how AI is part of that ecosystem. It's the convergence of all these technologies as well. So it's how AI is helping to unlock the power of all of this data that can then help other systems and other technologies run as well. So I think for me and going forwards, it's AI being part of that wider conversation that I really think is going to be the key to innovation and, and driving innovation going forward. I understand. And are there any organizations uh, looking at all of these technologies as a whole? Does one organization work on AI and try and figure out how that fits into the ecosystem? Or is there a higher kind of view of more, uh, to use quite an old phrase, I guess, a helicopter view of how all of these technologies dovetail together to drive innovation forward? I think every organization is looking at it slightly in a different way. There'll be some organizations that have been on this journey for quite some time. So we'll be looking at that broader, how do these technologies that we've invested in all fit together and work together? There are some organizations that are still starting. You know, I think COVID and the pandemic has definitely accelerated the use of more data technologies, more cloud computing, which has obviously increased, you know, the need for more data centered technologies. So I think there are organizations that are progressing in that journey that aren't at that stage right now. But I think it is part of the conversation that all organizations are having because they don't want to get left behind. You know, they know that these technologies are being used by their competitors, by their partners, by their suppliers. So how can they be part of that direction of travel, which is, in my mind, only moving in one direction. It's moving towards more adoption and deployment of AI technologies, as well as alongside these other innovative technologies like edge, like cloud, like quantum and, and beyond. So I think it's a journey, but I think it's part of the conversation definitely with companies of all shapes and sizes right now. And Oscar, any final thoughts from you around driving this innovation and efficiency? I think to support these changes and support this huge amount of traffic, we will need power infrastructure because um, power loads will be increasing. We will also need cooling infrastructure to support that. I think I can see that clearly demand is increasing every single day. And then to, to support that demand, we will need a new type of cooling system. At the moment, we are using air cooling system for the server. But I can see that industry is moving from air cooling solution to the liquid cooling solution. And that liquid cooling solution, it can give us the huge amount of power and huge amount of cooling demand, which is this traffic needs. And at the moment, what we are saying is, as I said, IT rack capacity is from two to five kilowatt. When that rack capacity increase to 20 kilowatt and beyond, it means that our existing infrastructure cannot support that. And we are planning to design that in a way that we can support this demand. 
Well, we've discussed today um, what the differences between AI and ML and the similarities as well. We've also discussed the security, how AI can innovate in areas of cybersecurity. And also, I think it's important that we've covered some real world ideas around where AI and ML are being implemented or can be utilized in different sectors. Thanks very much for joining me today, Sue and Oscar. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you'll look out for our next episode of Making Connections. Goodbye for now.